Previously on Funny Science Fiction. And Nathan Fillion comes running in the room. I love Night of the Living Dead. And I'm like, now I'm meeting one of my gorgeous heroes. Now. <laughs> Hi, this is Claudia Wells. And welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. The podcast that went 88 miles an hour. And we still didn't see anything uh, except for the police flashers in the rear view. So our guest today is a veteran of Hollywood movies, starring one of the most iconic science fiction and pop culture movies of all time. She's on, gone on to a distinguished career, not just in film, but in clothing as well. And we are thrilled to welcome Claudia Wells to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Welcome, Claudia. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're excited. Um, so before we talk about anything about acting or Back to the Future related, uh, anything like that, I wanted to talk to you about your transition into to the clothing world post Back to the Future and your store, of course, Armani Wells, uh, Distinctive Men's Clothing in uh, Studio City, California. Now, we talked about this a little bit before we came on camera and you're at celebrating 30 years of being in business in that location, which uh, being a, you know, a small business owner myself, my, with a family business, uh, that's a completely awesome and respectable, uh, monumental accomplishment, really, in this day and age, especially. So if you don't mind, Claudia, would you tell us what was the impetus behind starting a clothing store and what can customers expect coming to your store? Uh, well, I'll start backwards with what can customers can expect coming to my store, because I was just there for a couple hours today. Um one of my customers has a partner and he wants them to be dressed a little better for their business meetings instead of just Levi's and a, a t-shirt. So I can do someone in a tuxedo or a gorgeous Tom Ford suit or Brioni suit, but also I can do the casual hip. So with him, we did, you know, um, a cool leather jacket, thin black Neiman Marcus um, sweater. We did a, a Versace beautiful button down and a, another designer called Hope button down and these really cool, comfortable pants. So what I do at my store is it's all high-end clothing just for men. And it's casual to formal head to toe, including accessories like sunglasses, watches, belts, ties, um, wallets, all of that. I have a, a um, Louis Vuitton briefcase. So uh, my point of the store is I think that men deserve a chance to have one spot where they go to without pressure and that's joyful. There's no problems there. And it's just easy because I don't know that men really like to go shopping. So at my store, you just walk in. Literally, I say to them, <laughs> walk in with your wallet. I'll do all the rest. There you so go. I, I literally can look at someone and, and just dress them. And they just have to stand there. And I do that all the time, head to toe. And we just did it today for two hours and had the greatest time ever. And um, this guy doesn't like to shop. His partner is the one who made his business partner is the one who made the appointment and said, <laughs> He doesn't like to shop. He's not going to want to get anything. I'm paying for all of it. Just make him dress. And I was like, no problem. Because it's what I do. And he ended up having a great time. Has wonderful taste. So my store is open by appointment only. And I'm the only one there. It's in Studio City on Ventura Boulevard, which is probably about 10 minutes from Universal Studios between Coldwater and Laurel Canyon. And um, it's amazing prices so you're getting the same things that someone else would get on rodeo drive or melrose or santa monica but you're 
paying about 20% of retail, 30% of retail. So, I mean, I've got $5,000 suits that you can pay 800 for, or $3,000 suits you pay 475 for, or $300 jeans that you pay 85 for. $400 shirt that you pay 95 for. My prices are amazing. And it's not just formal wear, though it is formal wear. I mean, I have a full length Brioni leather jacket that's out of this world, but it's also casual. I mean, I have jeans, t-shirts, but high end. So everything, and I have a knack for dressing men. It's really funny, actually, the first 20 years, I never mentioned anything about Back to the Future. I was Claudia Wells, the owner of Armani Wells. I never Mm -hmm. say about my acting, maybe the first 15 years. And then Back to the Future uh, had such a a rebirth of fame and um, new fan base that I couldn't not say it. I was getting fans coming in from all over the world to see Jennifer Parker (laughs) at Armand Wells. And I have, I actually have pictures, you know, Jennifer Parker and and Marty pictures. And um, so I sell them at my store like I would at a Comic-Con. And I have the flyers that I signed the back. I love you, 555-4823. (laughs) And real important, um, which is new since COVID, and it's actually a real blessing to everybody, is scheduling at anyone's convenience. So you go to armaniwells.com and you can schedule. So if I'm unavailable, let's say I'm doing a show or traveling, doing a show or doing a movie, then those times are unavailable. So at the end of January, I'll be in Blackpool, England, doing a one-day FanFest show. And then I'm going to London to see the Back to the Future musical, and I'm going to do a couple of gigs there. So those days are just blocked off from my schedule. So you can still schedule at your convenience before or after. And what I used to do for decades was I would put a sign up saying, uh, in Paris, in, in Chile, headlining a show, doing a show, and I'll be back next week. And so this way, men don't have to wonder when they show up, is she here or is she in Timbuktu? Mm-hmm. Right. So now, and, and you get all my attention to yourself and it's safer COVID wise. And right. it's, um, it's wonderful for me because it gives me the freedom to have the other side of my life, which is back to the future and travel and uh, charity work with uh, my charity Kids in the Spotlight that helps foster kids. And this this actually, this outfit I'm wearing um, is Wonzer Bar and it helps the Los Angeles Mission. Oh, nice. So the money for this goes to help the Los Angeles Mission and feed them. And um, so I, I really like doing things that all kind of blend together, but they're helpful. Like with men, when they come into my store, they, they get transitioned, they get transformed. And I like showing a man the, um, his birthright of dignity because I don't know that you guys get that out in the world. And I think uh, there's a lot of pressure on men in the world that they're not getting credit for dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I like to lift them up and cater to them and show you guys who you are and what you deserve and then dress right. you accordingly. And I opened my store um, when I was 25 years old, uh, 29 years and three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And um, I actually originally opened it because, first of all, I think men deserve it because women can get resale clothing and, um, you know, wear a gown 
that she paid a few hundred dollars for instead of a few thousand dollars for. But men have never had that option. I mean, eBay didn't exist when I opened my store for years. Mm -hmm. um, then the other fringe benefit of it is I wanted to go back to acting. So I thought, let me open the store and have a financial basis. So when I go back to acting, I'm not desperate. I'm not needy. I'm not hungry. I can go back like I did it before. Where nice. if a role is good, then it's good. If it's not, I say, thank you, no thank you. And I didn't expect the store to become such a hit. I did not expect that I would love it so much or that I'd have such a knack for it. And I, I've ended up doing movies and different things when people find me. Um, and then of course, now that the Comic-Con world and appearances all over the world and things like that, but um, the store, the passion I have for what I do in my store is the same passion I have for acting. Mm -hmm. They're literally equal. And I never thought in my life I'd find something as fulfilling as acting. And the store is. So, and yet, of course, I still want to go back to acting and I, I'm doing a movie in Prague next month and I'm doing awesome. another movie in January in LA. And so, but literally, I don't even have an agent. It's where I have a manager, but people find me. And I, my dream has always been like, I've said, please, what I'd like is for acting to come to my store wrapped up in a nice package with a pretty bow on it. That's my dream. And that's exactly what's been happening. That's, so, that's fantastic. I don't know if I properly answered your question or not, but I no, knew you, nothing you did. about men's clothing when I opened my store. Nothing. My mom took me to Young Man's Fancy once a year to choose a tie for my dad for Father's Day. That's all I knew. So every <laughs> single thing I know now, I've learned on the job from my clients, from my customers. And uh, it's just such a pleasure. I, I didn't even have a, I don't even use a computer. I didn't even have a, an electronic like iPad thing to, I wrote all my sales by hand until about a oh, year wow. and a half. Hmm. I, wow. uh, the, the people, the everything, the knowledge is all in my head. I mean, <laughs> it's all, it's all just, um, I made it up as I go along. So it's very, very uh, refreshing yeah, and nice. it's just so darn much fun. So um, and then people, you know, fans love to be dressed by Jennifer Parker, sure. and, but really, but my guys really love to be dressed by Claudia Wells because that's, that's the thing. But anyway, that's my store. Yeah. I, I was, as you were describing that, I was listening and I was thinking, you know, this guy's business partner wants him to dress differently. And I'm like, jeans and a t-shirt boy, that sounds nice. Uh, and then on the other hand, I'm also like, as you're describing it, I'm like, boy, you'd have a field day with me because jeans, T-shirt, hoodie, baseball cap. Yeah, that's my every day. Uh, so. <laughs> but you know what? Then we just put him in a Burberry T-shirt instead of a T-shirt T-shirt. And we put him in pants that feel like jeans, but they're actually slacks. But they're okay. soft and cozy and wonderful. And we put him in, you know, a leather jacket that's like kind of a motorcycle jacket, but kind of a Rodeo Drive soft leather jacket. So sure. I can work with the person's personality just fine-tune it a bit just yeah hmm. tweak them a little bit all right i got you nice. makes sense so, and the price but, is right that's that's probably the you know one thing that's going to catch most people's attention that you know is that uh not only do they get to you know have an interaction with you uh jennifer parker's and claudia wells but they also get to have the you know the items that they're looking for at a at a at a you know a, a bargain so so 
such a bargain that I have a lot of people that come and buy a bunch of stuff to flip it and sell it online. And sure. they make a fortune because it's only high-end designers. I have nothing medium, nothing low-end, just the highest end designers at Excellent. amazing price. Yeah. So awesome. December 19th will be 30 years. I opened December 19th, 1991 at 10 a.m. There you go. So the love bug, to change gears a little bit. Kirby! <laughs> we all love Herbie or Ocho. and um, It only lasted five episodes as a mid-season replacement, um, but it's still part of Herbie. Uh, do you know if there were like plans to like for them to go beyond the five episodes or you know so? what's so funny about that question I, I did a pilot almost every year and several of them went for mid-season replacements and every time I did it that was the one that the network was counting on to to be the hit show for the fall season and so um but for some reason they chose not to I did that show while Patsy Kensett and Shirley Jones were doing Pollyanna at Disney mm. and Dean Jones starred in it, just like in the movies. And I got to drive Herbie and, <laughs> and it was amazing because um, there's a guy, they had like a little guy down at the bottom, like moving all of the gears and things. And I'm like, that's how Herbie works. So I'm sorry. I'm anybody. But That's yeah, awesome. we did the pilot. The pilot got picked up for five episodes. We did the five episodes. And then it's always the waiting game if it's going to be picked up. But um, I actually don't mind because I got to do lots of other parts in between, you know, movies of the week and school break specials and episodics. So mm -hmm. I got to play lots of different characters. But Herbie, Herbie is very dear to my heart. Yeah. So I got to work with two of the most iconic cars in movie history herbie the love bug and the delorean absolutely nice. it's cool night, right now you just gotta work with kit somehow night right i know i was just thinking that when i said that i know that car i know the owner of that car does that does that help that helps absolutely yeah that's five points but not quite ten uh, well, yeah, I think you're closer to eight points of, of coolness on that one yeah we'll go we'll give you eight <laughs> okay I'll, oh 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 i know the um Starsky and Hutch, wait, no, Starsky and John, John, um, my buddy, gorgeous, gorgeous John. What's that show with the car, with the orange car? The jet. John Schneider. It? Oh, Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Dukes of Hazard. I know their car and them. Nice. Okay, you're, you're pushing nine. There we go. All right, you're climbing <laughs> up. You're not doing so bad. Oh, I know R2-D2. Nice. All right, you're at a 20 of 10. There you go. Uh, <laughs> What can I do? I'm a competitive girl. <laughs> well, you're winning. Uh, you are yeah. definitely winning. I'm a Star Wars, huge Star Wars nerd, so that wins in my book. Oh, so. I have a present for you. I was in, I did a show in, um, oh, it was the greatest show, in Tennessee. And I went to the antique store there. It's this tiny little town, population 600. And they had this beautiful Star Wars book like hardcover with all this cool stuff on it. And I was yeah. thinking about my friend Bryce Culver in case he watches this. And I thought, ooh, he's a big, I, well, he's a Trekkie. I made it, I, I was wrong. You know, you're either a Star Wars mm -hmm. or a Trekkie. <laughs> right. So I wasn't sure whether to still send it to him because it was the thought that counts or just <laughs> skip it because he's, he's Superman and he's a Trekkie. So um, if you want, the, unless I'm wrong, we'll, we'll give him first choice and you get second. Okay. 
I'm okay with that. Um, so I want to ask you one other thing because you had you had mentioned this in your answer previously. Um, you brought it up, uh, so I'm I'm actually kind of glad it was kind of a nice little lead-in. Now, when we were doing research for you coming on the on the show, I was I was perusing your website, uh, ClaudiaWells.com, by the way, um, and I got to see. And you already mentioned that you work with uh, the program called Kids in the Spotlight, and yes. uh, working with, with foster kids who have an interest in filmmaking. So I'm actually very curious about the program because, you know, anything to help kids, I'm always very interested in and how it, how it comes about and everything else. So I'm hoping that you can tell us a little bit more about it, what it does, how you got involved, how it helps the kids. Okay. And it's not just kids who are interested in filmmaking. They become interested in filmmaking because of the experience that we give them. I'm okay. a founding board member of Kids in the Spotlight. My friend started it because she had a hunger and a heart for kids. And in the entertainment industry, there's so many jobs that are available that people wouldn't really think of. And what we do is we go to the homes where they live and they go to school it's like the you know the the city homes it's a big building and they each have a bedroom there that's stark and that's where they go to school and we go to like five or six of them and we do an eight-week course where we come every week we teach them how to write a script we teach them how to act we teach them how to cast and they each write a script and then they choose which one they're going to do as a short film and then it culminates with we bring in a professional director, like super professional, high-end movie television director, film awesome. crew. We have awesome. we have craft services, and you know one of the kids is going to be the AD, and and they they and they cast stars in it too. I was in two of them. I didn't have to audition, but they do know how <laughs> to audition somebody. And um, then what we do? So we've got like five or six or seven professional films we put them in dvds we have posters and once a year we have an oscar type ceremony just for them and we dress them up we get them you know the boys get suits and whatever they want to wear i dress three of them at my store real cool and the girls get beautiful dresses and stuart weitzman shoes and we have a mercedes bus pick them up and we bring them from where they are to uh, it's been at 20th Century Fox, it's been at the Directors Guild, it's been at different Sony studios, and we have uh, um, appetizers and a little chit chat and stars there, current stars that they're aware of, like the young, young people mm -hmm. stars, and we've got their posters and a beautiful setup, and then we go in and we screen all of their films, and then we give them awards, best writing, best actor, best actress, um, and then we have a catered dinner and there's been reunification with the one of the girls who wrote the story that I starred in. I starred in as her mom was a crack addict and there were twins in a, a you know, in the playpen and she she saw her mom smoking crack and the twins were right there. And she called. She told her teacher. Now, she ended up in foster care because of that. And so, you know, these kids are in foster care, not out of any of their own doings. It's because of the situation that they're in. So we want to show them that they're made for great and wonderful things. We want to show them that they have a future. We want to show them that they're capable. And then we want to show them that they can use their heartache for good. Um, some of these films are really treacherous. You know, girls in line with, you know, a woman have taking bids from men of who to purchase and they're oh, coming wow. from 
experience. And then other ones are like zany, cool, fun, science fiction type things. But, and there's other ones with, you know, someone getting shot and it's just devastatingly, heart-wrenchingly true. And one kid now is working at ICM. Another one um, wrote a song that ended up being a nominee for a Grammy. So these, these kids, and then now we have 18 to 21 year olds because when they age out, they still wanna be a part of it. And the current goal, what we're doing now is we wanna build a production studio and a boarding school. So we're gonna start with a production studio so it's all in-house and then we can also rent it out to studios and then have a, a, a boarding school just for the foster kids. And it is awesome. Isn't that beautiful? That's amazing. That really is. So yeah, that's, that's cool. Thank kids you. Kids in the spotlight.org or K I T S Inc.org is how to get involved and how to find out more about it, how to donate. It's a, okay. it's, we're, I think we're 10 years old now. We'll make sure that we share that information in, in the program notes when we put Thank this episode out along with your links for your, your store and your website as well. Thank so. you. Yeah. On my website, you can buy autograph pictures and Jennifer Parker t-shirts. And I try and um, have my webmaster uh, keep very, very current with, you know, my events and different things. Excellent. I'm just waiting for a 30 plus so I can do that too. <laughs> You're waiting for what? The 30 plus age range. Cause that just sounds like a lot of fun to be able to do. Well, you know what? Stuff. You could be involved with teaching. You could be involved with uh, helping them. There's all kinds of stuff for 30 plus people. Nice. Yeah. So we all have that one special thing that is close to our heart. What character did you play that was more of a hidden gem that we should be aware of? What a beautiful question. Uh, There's two. One is... um, Remember the show Simon and Simon with Gerald McCraney and Jameson Parker? It's yes. a big hit in the 80s. Yes. Well, Gerald McCraney, uh, his directorial debut was this extraordinary story about a girl who gets set up um, and, and runs away. She gets set up with drugs in the locker, runs away, ends up in this horrible situation of sex for drugs, and she's homeless, and the bad guys come together, and the good guys come to save her and it was the most extraordinary role and Gerald McCraney was the director and because it was his first time directing and he's an actor that was one of my favorite roles I've ever done plus I'm playing someone so against character and then I did um Babies Having Babies that Martin Sheen directed and it was his directorial debut that was a school break special um and another part I had yeah it won a um it won a uh, we all won a daytime Emmy. Okay. I seem to remember that one. Yeah. um, You remember the TV series fame? Mm -hmm. I played a Russian dancer. Actually, Mm. she was a bad dancer who came in to be in the school and did ballet and Danny Amatulo's character fell in love with her, but really she was, she, she actually really did fall in love with him, but her goal was to connive him into helping her get into the school. And again, it was like, you know, in the, in the olden days, a guest starring role was 45 minutes of the show. And that was one of my very favorite roles also. Excellent. So good question. Thank you. Excellent. Now, after the, the, the movie was released, and of course, I'm referring to Back to the Future, uh, you put your acting career on hold for a while. 
uh, something that would be very hard for many people to do after such an amazing response to Back to the Future and the way that that people everywhere around the world just flocked to this movie. But uh, from everything I've read, you did it for your family. And having a chronically ill daughter, I highly respect the decision that you made. But if you can, would you tell us what is the best lesson that you learned from that time period that you still use today in your everyday life? These are beautiful questions. What I learned was that I'm not, my value and my worth isn't, isn't in what I do professionally. It's not whether I'm starring in a show or not. It's not how much money I, I, my value is not associated with how much money someone pays me to do a show. And when I stopped acting, I actually started in Fast Times the TV series after Back to the Future, and then it was after that that I stopped. Um, uh, it took me a long time to go from acting to normal person who's not acting, and and to realize that I'm worth something and I'm valuable because I'm going to just say it because God made me, and mm -hmm. He made me beautifully and wonderfully and and perfectly and for a, a purpose. But that mm -hmm. purpose is necessarily I'm a star in something or um, I'm making, you know, 70 grand on a pilot or whatever it is. The, the purpose is that he has something in mind for me. I didn't ever know I was going to have my store. It was a total surprise to me. I knew I was going to be an actor, but I didn't know about the store. I have no idea what the rest of my life holds, but I can wake up in the morning and know I'm worth it. And I'm worthwhile because he says I am. Not because you say I am, not because I have however many fans I have, because sometimes, you know, there's, there's, that doesn't fill the hole inside that we all have that, that space inside. Mm -hmm. And I, it gets filled with, you know, fame or money or drugs or relationships or whatever it gets filled with. But for me, I learned that the best way to fill it is through knowing I'm good because God made me no matter what, doesn't matter what I look like, no matter what, I'm worthwhile. And that's what we try and teach these kids. And that's what I, I show men. That's what I, that's, that's kind of, I think that's my purpose in life because it took me a long time to realize that. And I tried a lot of different negative avenues to find that, that peace. And I didn't until I did. And it's a daily activity. It's a daily mm -hmm. choice and a daily reminder because of the world we live in. I mean, the world is about, you know, what you look like, how much money you got, what you do, um, how talented you are. But the truth is all of us are here for a particular purpose and none of us are exactly alike. Mm -hmm. So I, oh. that was my uh, biggest lesson. And I, I think still okay. No, I think that's very good. You know, and that's very similar to some of the lessons that we learned while my daughter was in the hospital, just, you, you know, learning what's really important, what's really valuable. Uh, and like you said, it's, it's not the possessions. It doesn't matter what you have in your wallet. It doesn't matter what you have in your bank account. It's, you know, because at the end of the day, uh, those things can go away. Right. Um, you know, you, you start to have an appreciation for the, the things that matter. So uh, love that answer, by the way. So thank you. Yeah, beautiful. Truth is truth. <laughs> Yeah. So a little more on the lighter side here. Uh, so our Facebook group has 185,000 plus members. Nice. Yeah. And We're busy. it is just, 
it is just filled with memes of this universe mixed with this universe. What two universes that you have either been in or or that you just like would you like to see come together and be something? Is it a real universe or a made-up universe? I was thinking made up, but okay. Okay. Um, I like made up better. Okay, so I want to be a princess. And funny enough, I'm going to be a queen in two separate movies. But I would like like a a princess and and like not not like the royal monarchy, but like fairy tale. Mm. I would like to to, uh, mix fairy tale world with real world. And I know there's supernatural and all that stuff, but um, like Tinkerbell and, you know, the leaves and the flowers all of a sudden start talking to you and, and um, you hear singing. <laughs> this is Oreo, by the way. Say hi. Oreo. That's Oreo. Edie, followed by a trail of <laughs> Oreo animals. understands English. Um, so, okay. So we have fairy tale world and it's all, it's nice. And if there's a bad guy in fairy tale world, the good guy wins. And it's safe. Fair like enough. if scary things happen, you're protected. It you never fall. And then we're gonna mix that with outer space cities hmm. that people live in. And it's the first year that they're living in these outer space cities, so it's new. So everyone's a little bit naive and they learn as they go. But what's happening is human beings are living in these outer space cities. And then all of a sudden they turn around and it's like fairy tale land. What's going on? And we mix those two. That's my answer. I don't think I've ever seen that combination of space and fairy tale. I made it up. I know. I, like I it. love it. <laughs> it That's good. It sounds like fun, right? Don't you want to go there? I do. But I like when, when you mentioned fairy tale with um, like reality almost, uh, you ever see the movie The Tenth Kingdom? it's like a six hour movie but um basically the 10th kingdom was new york and they find this magic mirror and they go through the mirror and find these other kingdoms and they i want to see that yeah it's called the 10th kingdom it had some pretty big name actors in it too so yeah yeah it was yeah it was i think it's available on amazon still okay yeah i'm a prime amazon member (laughs) There you go. You're all set then. <laughs> you know uh, that show that um, you jump into the, what was that show? And they, I was so sad when they didn't renew it, where you jump in the circle and you end up in different time zones. And it had that great guy who played the scientist. And, and remember that series? The young guy and a young girl. Oh, you know it. Quantum I know, Leap? I know. I swear you know it. Oh, you know it. it I'm was sure I do. I can't. I just can't think of the name of it. You know how the, the, there would be like a hole that would happen and they just jump through it and end up somewhere else? It was like a portal. Yes. Um, boy, I'll be dead if I can... Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I th- <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I the name is just... Oh, it's I'll bad. do one more plug because I happen to be drinking. This looks sloppy but I put my smoothies in, in these bottles because it's easier to drink. But I am an ambassador for Garden of Life and okay. I use the protein powders and mix it with mango, frozen mango. Mm. So there it is. And I really, really, really like it. Excellent. Okay. 
Yeah, I ran a, I helped my brother run a demo company at one point. That was one of the products we promoted. Oh, I love, you know, it's all good for you. It's all organic. It really gives me sustenance. And I, I think it's changed my figure over the years mm-hmm. and just, you know, trimmed me up yeah. or backed up. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, uh, Claudia, we're at the point in the show where we like to run our guests through a little bit of a quiz. We run this quiz with everyone. And, uh, well, not this quiz, because uh, this quiz is tailored to Claudia Wells. So it's five questions. All the, all the questions are multiple choice. Now, if you get three of the five questions correct, we would love to send you this coffee. Well, not this coffee mug, one that hasn't been drank out of. It's, <laughs> I, gave, it's I gave to the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, uh, and that has, that has a tie-in to a real charity that we support called the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation. Um, and then uh, if you get four questions correct, we would like to send you that coffee mug and the book that Nick is holding up, which is written by our page founder, also Nick's dad, uh, but it's called Dances with Aliens. It's all about a uh, the last man on earth. He's a dog, but not a dog that goes woof, but a singing, dancing cartoon dog of the theme park variety. And it asks the question, how can intelligent beings develop technology to travel to the cosmos, but not recognize a guy in a dog suit? That's so, awesome. He can be now, my how, fairy. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Now, however, if you get less than three questions correct, we take your picture, we make a meme out of you, and we post it in our Facebook group. If that happens, oh, that's though, fun. if that happens, you're in very good company. Uh, we've had some we've had some fun ones uh, over the last little bit. Uh, but we, like I said, we have five questions, and these are all Back to the Future related. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't think it's going to be that difficult for you. Okay, fans know more about Back to the Future than any one of us. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> what Ready? song does Marty McFly play for his Battle of the Bands audition? Was it Back in Time, Power of Love, or Johnny Be Good? Johnny Be Good! Yes and no. <laughs> okay, Johnny Be Good was at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Correct. Power of Love started when I left Marty and went into my dad's car and he looked at the flyer that I signed. And Back in Time is the name of a documentary about Back to the Future of which I had the honor of being in. So uh, one of those songs was was sung by Huey Lewis, which was also uh, one of the the guys judging the the quit. He played the the principal. Yeah. Just too darn loud. That right. was the so, power of love. Exactly. There you go. Power of love. <laughs> but that's not what he played. No, he in his Battle of the Bands oh, audition, he played called pa- the Pinheads. Yes. So actually, you just answered the next question. What was the name of Marty McFly's band? They are the Pinheads. Boom. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's so you just amazing. went, you're two, I you're do two that for a lot two. with my friends. <laughs> you're two for two. Go to question three, Nick. <laughs> Well, you already answered this one too. Like, what song does Marty play at his parents' enchantment under the sea dance? Johnny, be good. Yeah, there you go. We're three for three. <laughs> so that, uh, uh, dear Claudia, is a, a coffee mug. Okay. So that gets you the coffee mug. Question yeah, I'm, four. I'm working on the book. I want to work toward the book. Well, I think you're going to get it with this one. Okay. What does the license plate on the DeLorean say? A. Dog lover. B. Bye for now. Or C, out of time. Out of time. There you go. Yeah. All right. So that's the coffee mug and the book. 
This question we like to say is just for funsies. Instead of Michael J. Fox, who was originally cast as Eric Marty Stoltz. McFly? Wow. There you go. I had Jennifer Parker when Eric Stoltz was Marty. Yes. Mm. I'm sorry. Should I let you finish the question? I'm sorry. I'll be fine. <laughs> you, you, you got it right. You're good. No, we're good. All right. That is five for five. Well done. See, Can I told I have you it was a good. Of me also? Absolutely. Yeah. Hold on. Let me grab my phone. All right. And there we go. Okay. I took about four or five pictures. I'll pick one of those and we'll make a oh, we'll I'm make so a excited. meme out of you. Good. So okay. Well, Claudia. So this was fun. Yeah, Claudia, thank you so much for being on the show today. Where can our listeners go to find out more about you and what you're doing now? Okay. Um, ClaudiaWells.com is all the information, my event schedule. You can purchase autograph pictures and a video or call out. Um, ArmaniWells.com is my store site. That's how you make an appointment to actually come into my store or sell to me or contact me as well. And at the little at the Claudia Wells is how to find me on Facebook at the Claudia Wells is Twitter and Instagram. And I'm, I'm quite active. Um, I'm not political at all. And I just share my life with people and it's all true and it's all my own doing. Perfect. So uh, let's see. And kids in the spotlight would be kids, K-I-D-S-I-N-C.org or kids in the spotlight.org. And Garden of Life is what I'm an ambassador of, and I love it. And then I need to get the proper information on this. It helps the LA mission, um, but I'll get it to you so you can um, put it. Yeah, please there. do. Excellent. And we... um, yeah. Oh, and my church, if anyone's in LA, we're having a special kids day this Sunday, and there's going to be a time machine there. And um, Claudia Wells slash Jennifer Parker, I'll be doing my Jennifer Parker thing and we can take pictures with people and sign autographs, but we're just going to have a really, really fun day. And it's at 1900. I'll get you the address. It's in LA, a uh, little past uh, LAX. All right. And call free. And we will make sure we get those put into our show description so our listeners can check them out. All right. And if you guys haven't already hit the subscribe button, we want to remind you that now is the appropriate time to click the subscribe button and click that all button so you get notifications when we have new material coming out. And we want to remind you that subscribing is the most important thing that you can do to help us continue to get amazing guests like Claudia Wells today to have these great conversations and funny moments for you to listen to. So please subscribe. It helps more than we can tell you. And be sure to check out Claudia's work and all the, the sites and, and things that she's trying to, to help and support as well. She's got some fantastic charities she's doing some work with. Now, if for whatever reason you're not happy with the content of our show, please feel free to lodge your complaint with the head of our complaint department. Of course, that's Biff Tannen. You're going to need to get a lot of copies of your complaint because he's either going to lose them or spill beer on them. But either way, that's going to be George McFly's fault. And if he has any of that back to the future to money laying around, uh, he'll have his henchmen bring us to him so that when he's ready to execute judgment on our poor decision-making, he can turn to the offending party and say, what are you looking at, butthead? right before they punch us well thanks again claudia thank you so much this has been super fun awesome well goodbye thanks everybody, everybody. Goodbye. thank you and your questions are fabulous well done original thank you our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor the red shirt widows and orphans fund which supports the wish upon a teen foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most and just imagine the comfort you'll give red shirt crewman number 555-4823 
you'll know that when he puts on the red shirt and joins Doc, Marty, and Jennifer to save the clock tower, that he didn't leave his family destitute and without hope. Because the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund has his back and what's left of its hoverboard. And speaking of sponsors and show partners, check out this short video from our good friends over at Level Up Lightsabers. Information about Level Up Lightsabers and their online training sessions can be found in the episode description below. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the Contact Me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode. 